From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. A federal prosecutor got a taste of her own medicine, according to the New York Post. Early Friday, she tried to stop cops from arresting her drunken driving boyfriend who was in Hell's Kitchen. Assistant U.S. Attorney Bianca Ford, 35 years old, and her boyfriend were pulled over by police around midnight. It's on 11th Avenue and 40th Street. Cops asked the boyfriend to step out of the 2020 Chevy Camaro. What a car. Ford started dishing out legal advice and ordered him to refuse a breathalyzer test. Ford, who cops believe was also drunk, got out of the vehicle several times despite multiple warnings, then flailed her arms around as the cops tried to handcuff her. Oh, boy. The federal prosecutor was charged with resisting arrest, obstructing governmental uh, administration, failure to obey police. Wasn't immediately clear if the boyfriend was also charged. How about that? Uh, joining me is Rich Carucci. Hey, Rich. Hey, Pat. So how about these people thinking they're above the law like that? Yeah, Generally. what does she think? She's a cop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Federal prosecutor. Wow. That's, that's a big responsibility, and it sounds like she has likes to have a few drinks, and boyfriend's got a t- 2020 Camaro. Wow. What a car. Nice. Wouldn't you love to? I would. I wonder if she's a hot piece of ass. I'd love to have her. Forget that. Yeah. No I mean, one has like... ever stuck up for me when the cops pulled me over. <laughs> yeah, for real, right? <laughs> All the good ones are taken, yeah. I guess, man. 35 and a federal prosecutor. and She's a lawyer. I mean, I wonder if the guy took the breathalyzer test. I guess it's not, it's the thing to do is to just skip it, right? Going, nah. He probably went out with the cops after that. I took her away, and him and them went out. Yeah, I'd like to think that it was, it was, we live in a world like that. Yeah, right? I know. Like, hey, nice job driving drunk. Let's go have a few more. <laughs> in violent Brooklyn, a gutsy woman walking uh, to a subway fended off a creep who tried to rape her behind several parked cars. 48-year-old victim walking to the 20th Avenue station near 64th Street. That's in Bensonhurst, and it was about 10 to 5 a.m. All the good things happen in Brooklyn. At 10 to 5 a.m. How do you rape somebody in this cold? I mean, it's shrinkage. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm putting more clothes on. There's no way. Yeah, good question. I mean, you're, you're lucky if you can get anything happening at all. Oh, you know, I God. mean, like all those layers and stuff. I yeah. Mean, uh, and, and, and I'm sure she's all layered up as well. A 48-year-old victim, that's it's testament to how well the women do hold up in the city. And how long can you hold a heart on for? You know what I mean? Like, take off those clothes. I'll take these clothes off. Yeah, yeah. Now, even with full cooperation, it would be yeah. a struggle to, to have in, in sex that, with somebody even. In the cold? Never. He snatched her by the throat, dragged her behind two parked cars. Now, I, okay, now I can see why you might get an erection. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he tried to rape her, but ran off when the woman screamed for help. All she had to do was scream. That's to yeah, fight him. Yeah, he didn't see that coming. She suffered uh, minor injuries to her hand and neck and refused medical attention. He's on the loose, by the way. And he refu- he never called her actually back. And didn't call, but you can call. <laughs> what? One eight hundred five seven seven tips. One eight hundred five seven seven eight four seven. Seven, yes. Okay. All calls will be kept confidential as far as you know. It looks like the Supreme Court's going to hear a case about an old NYPD rule on transportation. What could that have to do with guns? Something, I guess. Uh, the law question, uh, the law in question's gone, but the uh, the appeal goes on in the case of a New York City rule that kept gun owners, uh, gun owners from transporting their weapons unless they were headed to city-licensed gun ranges or out of town at hunting season. Oral arguments are argued, uh, are scheduled uh, for, you know, this week uh, in the first major gun case taken up by the U.S. Supreme Court. That today, actually, is when the oral arguments were scheduled. Uh, we recorded this on Monday on uh, December uh, 3rd. 
Gun owners say the city's rule violated their Second Amendment right to bear firearms. Gun control advocates say the city was within its rights to regulate transport of the deadly weapons. So, coloring both sides of view of the case is the court's new conservative majority, uh, which was bolstered by, you know, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch. But uh, the case uh, started because three city gun owners uh, had a problem with they wanted to compete in some shooting contests outside the city, sought the advice of the NYPD's license division, and were told that under city rules, the only permissible ranges for target practice or competitive shooting matches are those located in New York City. So if you want to go with your gun to a shooting competition out of the city, don't ask about it. Yeah, don't ask Don't ask permission. Ask for forgiveness. Yeah, and I mean, you know, look, it's it's just a, that... The law really limits your ability to go to go do that, I guess. So you have to uh, sneak. But now, I guess the law is, is supposedly gone, uh, according to what we read a, a moment ago. Uh, you know, background checks. Uh, he, he, for one, uh, this guy Alvarez is uh, kind of a heavy guy here, uh, who you know is very looks like an enthusiastic gun owner. You know, he's, yeah, he does. He looks like a <laughs> MMA fighter with a glandular problem armed to the hilt uh he says that uh that he supports background checks for gun buyers and red flag laws i don't like the fred red flag laws or the fred lag laws those are even worse <laughs> they let cops seize firearms from people deemed to pose a danger to themselves or others and that took effect in new york in august that, that's a little dangerous because you say hey that guy's got a gun and you know what he's been a little depressed yeah and he's just he, he said that he was just hitting his 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 limit on what he could put up with from this society, Oof. and uh, yeah, and then next thing, but you don't know if any of that's true, you know. What I mean, like, just uh, takes one person to turn you in. It's all it a takes. Jilted lover. Yep, and the end. You're fucked. I uh, A slug for a pug. A boxer, robber, and mayhem maker shot dead. It seems as if this is a, a little bit of New York City history when it comes to crime. When cops got a call about a fatal shooting at a private Manhattan club, it's a slow Sunday night in November 1967, they were hardly surprised. No secret that while there was plenty of socializing going on at the Playboy Social Club in the East Village, not all of it was on the up and up. The members' only hangout on East 13th was a converted storefront where some of the neighborhood's rougher characters congregated to have a drink, play pool, watch the game, or uh, make a tidy deal on whatever happened to have fallen off a truck lately. <laughs> This'd be a fun place to hang out. Sounds great. Who books that? It's a good old days. <laughs> Do comedy there. It was only a matter of time before a friendly wager turned hostile or a good bargain gone bad meant someone would end up on the wrong end Oof. of a gun barrel. But what, uh, what the first patrolman on the scene didn't expect was... Uh, who that someone turned out to be? It was the Natalie dressed stiff lying, uh, the Natalie dressed stiff, lying face up on the threshold of the club's entrance. A dark circle of uh, red ruining his crisp white shirt was none other than ex prize fighter Terry Young, local legend with a reputation as one of the toughest pugs around. Well, we'll have the rest of that story for you on the next episode, I guess. Yeah. Recently, the NYPD took two steps to boost body camera transparency. Yeah. A welcome change from a police department where an abiding ethos of systematic secrecy is more hindrance than help. Well, that's certainly written well. Yeah. First, the department released disturbing video from a September officer-involved shooting on Staten Island. In the 14-minute clip, three officers respond to a uh, domestic violence complaint. They question Gregory Edwards, the suspect. He resists arrest and escapes an attempted tasing before drawing his own gun and shooting a cop in the oh, wrist. Oh, shit. One cop then shoots Edwards, wounding him fatally. 
Now, the footage in this case showed why deadly force became necessary. The brass should now follow their own example and share videos from 10 other officer-involved deadly shootings that happened uh, so far in 2019. Sunlight disinfects, according to this article. I guess we have a little opinionated article here from the Daily News. And the video uh, dispels Copwary community's conspiracy theories about what really happened. The other thing that the, the NYPD did, they outlined new policy for turning over recordings to the CCRB. That's the Civilian Complaint Review Board uh, and their investigators, letting the agency see relevant video within 10 to 25 business days of a request. In many cases, uh, that will that will be how long it takes. Now, given that 574 such requests are currently pending, the majority of them for more than 30 days, that's progress. I don't know that they uh, should get access to this stuff right away. I don't know that, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just out of hope. Like, oh, something must have been wrong with I'm it. I'm paying you for this pussy. But really, most of these shootings, I believe, are going to be on the up and up. Wouldn't you need the video for court and then you didn't want, wouldn't want people to see it, wouldn't it? Yeah, you would think, you know, that maybe it's evidence, right? Maybe it's evidence and then they're yes. not able to turn it right over. In the first five months of the year, the CCRB substantiated only 7% of misconduct complaints when they didn't have video evidence. When they did, 42% of cases were substantiated. I guess that makes sense. Well, okay, you know, uh, the CCRB is what it is, and uh, they, they feel anti-cop to me, but, uh, you know, they, I guess they, they feel they have a function, and they make people, uh, you know, I, 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 they have some... Is that in every town? Does every town have one of those? I've never heard of it. Uh, the city should promptly provide the funding to set up a secure viewing room for CCRB investigators to screen video, according to this article, and body cams are ready for their close-up. Well, look... The body cams have been a godsend for cops because when people say, no, you shouldn't have, then a lot of times body cam is like, yeah, we had to. And uh, they clear more cops than they're going to ever convict. So I the say, problem is yeah. when people post, like they'll get a hold of it and they'll only post part of it. Right. And it makes the cop look crazy. It's like, well, you know, but they don't show the other part. Yeah. That led up to that. Of course not. It's Yeah, exactly. It's, it's that kind of selective editing that... Um, you, it would be so nice if people had had more of an honest perspective on it. Though. Like, you know what? Uh, you know, my, my my friend Darrell should have been shot. You know, <laughs> he deserved I was going to shoot him myself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he had it coming. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a great headline: Dad held in Ugh. stab of tot and gal pal. You ever stab a tot? Well, not only lately, with, Pat. Only with a fork. <laughs> yeah. When I'm trying to finish my lunch. I'm trying and, to think of what he could have done that would, you know. What did the tot do? Yeah, I mean, really, what could it? Is the tot blameless? Uh, tots are supposed to always be blameless. Uh, in this case, a two-year-old son with a sharp-edged comb. Uh, violent Brooklyn father taken into police custody after Jesus. attacking his gal pal and a two-year-old tot oh. with a sharp-edged comb. Saturday morning, a 26-year-old deranged dad allegedly... Sliced his toddler in the right temple and oh. cut the child's mother in their Clinton Avenue home. That's near Green Avenue in Clinton Hill. Around Jesus. 10 to 8 a.m. It was so early in the morning on a Saturday. What were they doing? Maybe they were doing with it. We're trying to get ready to go to the. You couldn't get in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. That's what it is at my house. He finally gets in and he's get, just grabs the first thing he can. It, you know, I can see how you could accidentally slice a kid in the temple with a comb. Thank God I have no combs at my house, Pat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have a comb, I don't. I don't feel right. I gotta have a comb, man. I got. I, well, I was it like... one of them switchblade combs? You ever see those when you were a kid? Oh no! But you know what I got? Oh, look at this. I do have. 
something that functions like that, except it's, uh, I guess it's not technically a comb. It's uh, that deal there, isn't that great? Oh, yeah, that is cool. That's quality right there. American-made yeah. or maybe German, I don't know. Italian. Yeah, but it just, it slides right out. Uh, that's a knife. And, and I've never had to stab anybody. <coughs> Least oh. of all, a tot. <laughs> Anyone who stabs a tot is, is has a problem. The mother and son were rushed to nearby hospitals. The child Jesus. was in serious but stable condition. Terrible. 24-year-old mom treated for wounds to her right forearm and leg. Right forearm and leg. Those just seem like defensive kind of things. Or like, you know, maybe she just got involved where she shouldn't have been. Or he was com- to- combing the hair on her arm and leg. <laughs> <laughs> it was a combing accident. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's all it was. She, she don't know how to comb, right? A brush with death. <laughs> oh, yes. A brush with death, a comb with serious injuries. Oh, Jesus. There were other kids in the fifth floor apartment during the bloodshed, but none were injured. Thank God. But none of them needed a hair to do that day. Yeah, there were no grooming requirements. Oh, on these God. kids, my mom used to brush my hair so hard. I'd be yeah. like, "Fuck, what? Stop! Mm-hmm. It hurts." Bang that fucking wire brush into my uh, scalp. Well, yeah, R.I.P. Stab with a comb. I mean, that's like prison stuff. Yeah, it is, right? It is like why didn't you just sharpen up a fucking yeah. spoon into a knife or something? Yeah, make a, a shiv. shiv. Yeah, yeah it's always a shiv in prison, right? Yeah, it's. it's uh, I but, need this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it, Warden. I need it. It's a it's a shame uh, that that a tot would get stabbed right yeah. there in the fifth floor apartment. Uh, but uh, apparently, this is what has occurred in violent Brooklyn with this with this father. Uh, he's a, a twenty now twenty six year old dad. That's a young dad. He was twenty four when he had the kid. A lot of stress. Uh, not really ready for fatherhood, perhaps. You know, maybe the mother should have thought of that. You know what I mean? I Maybe think, <laughs> I think he better drop out of barber school, that yeah. dude. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna make it. <laughs> oh shit, man! The, the the neighbors didn't want to be named, of course, because why? You know why yeah. get involved? They said they heard some screaming uh, coming from the home around the time of the stabbing. Blow oh, the dryer. The two were probably related. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, the father was taken into custody. Was undergoing a psychological evaluation. Are you crazy? Yeah. And criminal charges uh, had yet to be filed. That was a robbery. Robberies, you know, yeah, they get short shrift sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like, oh, big deal. Robbery, nobody gets killed. But, you know, depending to me, sometimes robbery can be very serious. Yeah, they take hostages. Hostages. Uh, three robbers made away with cash and jewels in a Chinatown holdup. And uh, two of the 11 people held hostage. Are, ah, how about your... Whoa. Very, very uh, prescient statement. Three armed robbers made made away with thousands of dollars worth of cash and jewels from hostages. I would love to see the police sketch. They all look alike. <laughs> I, mean, uh, <laughs> I think I ordered food off that guy last week. Five, three, uh, <laughs> small eyes, dark hair. <laughs> I think <laughs> the, I've seen him. The, the brazen bandits uh, looted the bodega at gunpoint and uh, forced 11 hostages oh, no. to surrender helplessly. 11. Wow, that's a busy bodega. It is. 11 uh, people. That's usually you got the bodega cousin, you got the cat. Yeah, and you can only fit three people in a bodega at one time. Yeah, this was a biggie. I got It was Chinatown Bodega where they're selling uh, starfish, I guess. And uh, you, know, you ever see starfish yeah. in a fucking... Oh, the starfish club. Try that. Give me all the Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> And some lottery tickets. I'm feeling lucky. Investigators believe the Eldridge Street store may have been used for gambling. So that uh, would explain what that's a crowd. why they went there. Yeah, and why you would have people with money. And, and all those, nobody knows karate in this whole fucking place. Not one of you guys. Yeah. 
Come on. Come on. Yeah, it's Chinatown. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what, this ain't what it used to be. Can't all be mathematicians. <laughs> the robbers entered without masks. They got away with five. It's Again, yeah, no masks right. are required, really. Uh, that would that would identify them more than their faces. The other Asians were all wearing masks, though those <laughs> medical ones. They got, yeah, <laughs> they do do that, right? More than I don't get it. I go, more is this than guy usual. like a surgeon on break. Or yeah, why, why why the mask? Yeah, they do. They they know something we don't know. Probably, probably. I always feel like, wait a second, should I be doing that? But even if I should, I'm not. I'm not either, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows something I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous to be smoking cigarettes and wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, well, do you care about your lungs or not? And aren't you the person that smells? <laughs> People do get, uh, they do get lung cancer here earlier living in the city, you know, because I guess there's just so much shit in the air and the subway grind of the yeah. metal and the dust and it's uh, maybe it's pretty gross, but but uh, you, you know you kind of figure like it's not worth having to wear a surgical mask everywhere. I can't even imagine that that re- maybe they're just trying not to get sick. I, I guess know. I always wondered about that. I'm like, what the fuck? And 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 what? It's just like fabric. I mean, does that really keep anything? I out? don't know. Anyway, the, the the robbers wielded handguns. The third had a knife. Two of them had guns. And now the 11 victims between ages 38 and 65 weren't injured. No shots were fired. No arrests have been made. Uh, cops released photographs of the robbers on Saturday. Just use your imagination. <laughs> and as for one's wearing a blue hat, uh, they want help. So 1-800-577-TIPS. I'll say it again. 1-800-577-TIPS. A hit and run killed a woman uh, in violent Brooklyn. The victim believed to be in her 40s at the intersection of Atlantic and Pennsylvania Avenues, 4.30 a.m. The guy was on his way to a rape. (laughs) (laughs) He was leaving a bodega in a hurry. (laughs) Medics rushed her to Brookdale Hospital. She couldn't be saved. The woman had no ID. (laughs) The driver sped off in a dark-colored vehicle, still being sought. And they don't even want your help on that one, so don't worry. Uh, like I said, uh, they got uh, five grand in cash and jewels. By the way, those uh, Chinatown wow. robbers, five grand in cash and jewels. Right, bodega. What? When they say jewels, they must be talking about like wedding rings and fucking bracelets and shit. They're like, it's not like, uh, you know, like there was a big treasure chest. It's or not something. like Robin Hasidics, where you're like, wow, they actually do have jewels. <laughs> they have jewels in their briefcase. It's just rubies and like, diamonds. A lot of them. Oh, here, by the way, is the U.S. Uh, the U.S. attorney who needs a lawyer just to get a visual. Um, she looks like a pop singer. Yeah, actually, she does. Uh, named Bianca. She she looks as if yeah. If uh, say, oh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Who cares? It, it, she looks she looks very young and. Uh, she doesn't look angry either. She just looks. No, know. she just looks like man. Fuck. I she fucked up. Trying. She's biting her lip, which means she wants to say something. Oh yeah. A teen was slashed in in the boogie d when a gang of men robbed the 16 year old boy on a on a Bronx boogie d sidewalk. The men approached a teen about 3 p.m. Tuesday, Boston Road to Wilkins Avenue, and asked him if he belonged to a gang. Then they slashed him with a sharp object. Grabbed his necklace before running off. So what's the wrong answer? What, did he say no? Was that the wrong answer? They don't tell us. <laughs> Damn, let us know so we don't say it. Yeah, I'm sure that, they know we're not in a gang. <laughs> Damn it. We're, we're the old guy that gets yeah. robbed, you know? Like, I, I think we got a few more years of looking I'm semi- in this, I'm in the Sierra Club. Like, <laughs> like, not totally vulnerable. Yeah. But once, I'm telling you, another 15 years, 20 oh, yeah. years, we're fucked. 
yeah. we're going to be that old guy that they're just like, an old man was punched and thrown down the stairs and no yeah. one cares. Right. Uh, the, uh, they, uh, so if they ask you if you belong to a gang, I, I guess... You want to say uh, uh, your sure. gang? Yeah, your gang. I'm yeah. with you guys. Yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, hey, come on, uh, Petey, uh, Jeff. Let's go rob a bodega. Uh, don't you know me? <laughs> don't you, <laughs> Mr. Potter? <laughs> it's a wonderful gang. My lips bleeding. My face is bleeding. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that guy, uh, you know, wasn't hurt too terribly bad, but he still got slashed. Getting slashed, man. It just seems like it's like a slap in the face. Uh, it's gotta hurt. Now you're bleeding. No one wants to help you. Look, an NYPD tramp. Maybe that's where that mask would come in handy. Yeah, like you get here. your face slashed. Yeah. You got a nice bandage all ready to go. So yeah, Taylor Swift does look very good on she page does. 17 of the New York Post here. Uh, but uh, as you said, wonder why she can't keep a man. <laughs> no. I think I have a better chance of keeping a man, and I'm straight. <laughs> She doesn't seem that sexable. You know, she's dated a lot of big, bigger names, right? Yeah, John Mayer. Yeah, it's the first one I was thinking. He gets everybody. Yeah, that guy must be awesome. He, he gets. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the the big ass. Yeah, all the he popular does. Ass. And he doesn't have to marry him. A man jumped to his death from a third floor window trying to escape flames that erupted in his uh, violent Brooklyn apartment building early Monday. Uh, the two, uh, that the uh, the man climbed out the window. Pushed himself out to save himself as the two alarm blaze uh, tore through the three-story building on Nostrand Avenue. That's too bad. That's very, very much. Uh, you know, it was around 4 a.m. This, this is that's that's the 9/11 dilemma, isn't it? Yeah. What do you do? I mean, do you, you got to go, got to escape the flames. You got to escape the flames, and 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 that's that's hot and and unpleasant and and uh, you know obviously it's going to kill you in a very painful way. So you go, well, I guess I'd rather jump. Then you jump from the third floor. You figure you might have a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would think so. You... But uh, he he died. What did he land on? <laughs> he had to do what he had to do because the fire was progressing fast, said E-Bone Racer. Uh, that's a, he lives next door, the 28-year-old. That's the, a wrestler. The, <laughs> E-Bone Racer. Uh, the victim, uh, whose identity was not immediately released, hit the awning of a ground floor business before hitting the pavement. Again, should have broken his fall. Medics rushed a man to Kings County Hospital. He was pronounced dead. Seven others, including a police officer, were injured as a result of the fire. Terrible fire, I guess, huh? They were treated in area hospitals. Now, uh, now de Blasio has a, a, a new plan here, and this is a very important adjustment that he's making, and uh, I think that it's something we should all take notice of, you know, really what, what a significant... An important adjustment this is, an, ambi an ambitious plan from Mayor de Blasio to implement meatless Mondays in public schools. Oof. Well, he's now expanded it to include inmates on Rikers Island, according to the Department of Corrections. That's what, you know, like, because really being a student is a lot like being, uh, you know, awaiting trial at Rikers. No Rape again. Tuesdays is yes. coming, too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> the program began uh, in all public schools in March. Meatless Mondays. Uh, not that the meat in a public yeah. school was all anything to get too excited yeah, really. about. 
but you still go, I want it. I want to have the opportunity to eat the uh, mystery meat. They're making it sound like it's a big deal. They, they don't have the money for it. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll go with a meatless month. That's brilliant. Yes, it's going to be good for your health. And you know, we can't afford steak and gravy. Right. So uh, each, each meal includes a, a delicious selection of meatless options, such as cereal, muffins, and fruit. Right. For breakfast, vegetarian chili, brown rice, and steamed veggies, it says, for, for lunch. And, uh, and veggie burgers, mashed potatoes, Ugh. and salad. What dinner. are we doing to these kids? Yeah, and these prisoners. Oh. I mean, they deserve it, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I mean, but then... They're, Peanut butter jelly time. There's no no guilty people on Rikers, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's all pre-trial, so uh, maybe they... May, who knows if they deserve meat or not. But I remember when this jail was a good jail, and we had good food, and look what they've done to us. I think this Meatless Mondays is, is, a, good, is a good solution for uh, another problem. Uh, it goes hand in glove with the fact that the number of city teens who say they have used heroin has quadrupled over the last two decades. Here, here we go, here we go, here we go. Quadruple heroin use in two decades, according to the health department. Mm. Uh, 4% of high school students surveyed in 2017 reported using the potent opioid at least once in their life. My God. We got to start putting that in the cafeteria food. <laughs> Four out of 100, though. Four out of- I mean, using heroin, at least. I, I, using a- heroin never occurred to me in high school. I will say that. No, I used some drugs. School, yeah. But nine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess grammar I, school maybe, high school never. No. And, and what, oh, oh, by comparison, one percent reported using it in 1999. Only one out of 100. I guess that's really not that big of an increase. It's just like the guy uh, shared it with a couple of friends, you know. And th- that's what it is. The same. It, this is the same four percent. They just never graduated. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they just current national average is two percent. So we're we're twice. How many as good teachers as that. are on heroin? Seeing a decrease, in, oh, I don't know. You know Good question. Saying? Yeah, it could be. Why don't you? Yeah, teachers, leave those kids alone. Test yourself. <laughs> We're seeing a, a decrease in drug overdose deaths among youth. That's good. Among young, becoming uh, New more Yorkers. tolerant to it. Yeah, building up a tolerance. It's like roaches and pesticides. Yeah. they'll continue to invest heavily in drug prevention resources to ensure we are connecting uh, as many people. Uh, as possible with the life-saving resources they need. I I, I never would have thought heroin use in, in, the, in the schools would be a thing, but I guess, you know what? Of course it is. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? It's everywhere. I used to get one call every month or so back when I worked 911. Uh-huh. I was getting like four a day towards the end. Really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Multiple overdoses in one situation. You know, three people at once. And you'd have to go, back in the day, you had to make a phone call to come with the Narcam. Now everybody has it. Oh, wow. And they get mad when you bring them out of it. That's the first thing they get pissed at. What? That they they were brought out of it? They fucked up their high. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Damn. That's that's some gratitude for you, huh? Yeah. You assholes. (laughs) We were just... Where's the rest of my dope? Like, I was enjoying... Oh, wow. They take their heroin, of course, right? Uh... A rape suspect stabbed his girlfriend's six-year-old daughter in the neck and then stabbed the girlfriend when she tried to intervene in the attack in their Whoa. queen's home. That's uh, 30-year-old Stephen Bagu, who was sought by... Uh, he's the big Bagu. The big ba- he's the rig Bagu. <laughs> Bagu. He, he was sought by cops in connection with the rape of his 11-year-old niece in Manhattan. Oh, you filthy bastard. That is really harsh. That's harsh. He was a... Uh, I mean, filthy bastard, please. No, <laughs> no, it's eleven-year-old uh, rape. Of course, that's uh, that. That's too young. I'm sorry, that's too young. I'm gonna say it. I mean, I look. 
I don't like to go out and, and just say pass judgment, right, on everybody and everything they do and what their sexual peccadillas are, but that is too young. Yeah, it's not like you're making your ISIS bride and being respectable. Right. <laughs> There's no ceremony. There's. I'm sure there was no ceremony. Well, they had a Chuck E. Cheese party. Maybe. Happy it's... birthday was the song that she lost her virginity to. Felt her up in the ball crawl. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Sick. And, he had, and it was hard through that costume, the big, thick uh, mitts. He was arraigned in Queens criminal court on charges that included attempted murder, assault, unlawful imprisonment, and endangering the welfare of a child. To say the least. Wow, that was a hell of a Tuesday night. Yeah, Rig Bagoo's girlfriend awoke in her Kew Gardens Hills home shortly before 2 a.m., which is a nice neighborhood, I do believe. Uh, Kew Gardens Hills, nice area. Thursday, to the sound of her daughter screaming, said acting Queens DA John Ryan. She ran into the living room and saw Rig Bagoo standing over the six-year-old girl with a knife in his right hand. Wow, she's she must have been bracing up to him. The little girl had been stabbed in the neck. Ouch. And was bleeding. Jeez. This is the six-year-old daughter stabbed in the neck. Uh, Rigbigu's girlfriend tried to help her daughter, but the suspect blocked her. And then the desperate mother turned the apartment door, uh, turned toward the apartment door in hope of escaping and seeking help. And that's when the defendant allegedly jumped in front of her, grabbed her. The woman repeatedly tried to escape until... Bagu uh, allegedly stabbed her in the throat with the knife. Jesus, what's with the throat stabs? I mean, yeah, this guy goes right for the throat. He's vicious. For two hours, the defendant is alleged to have held both the woman and her daughter. So, just stop, okay? No, hold on, just hold on. I'm sure it was something like that. Sit down. Eventually, he fell asleep. Stop bleeding on the furniture. I didn't pay that off yet. (laughs) As he dozed, his girlfriend fled to a neighbor's apartment called 911. Yeah, you get tired with all that. Yeah, all, all all that stabbing, it's exhausting. And it's it's emotionally draining, too. He was arrested at the scene. The victims were taken to a hospital. The girl received stitches to close a puncture wound to her neck. And she, uh, the mother had to undergo some surgery for a punctured trachea. Jesus. An impromptu tracheotomy for the mother of a six-year-old. Jesus. Now, uh, police uh, sources said of Bagu said Bagu of Brooklyn was sought as a suspect in the rape of his 11-year-old niece earlier this month in Harlem. A heinous act of violence that put both victims at grave risk. I guess he's talking about the, the stabbings. Uh, the defendant is uh, in custody and now faces uh, spending decades in prison as punishment. Let's hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Put him, put him away. Somebody People will bail like him that, out. Not a good boyfriend. Not a good uncle. Not a good murderer. No, not. He's just not good. Now, uh, more MTA employees injured in a pair of attacks. Three MTA employees assaulted Friday in two separate attacks in Harlem less than two hours apart. The first attack, a man sucker punched a 31-year-old train conductor. Sucker punched a conductor as an uptown uptown bound A train pulled into 125th Street St. Nick Station around uh, 1250 p.m. And the uh, attacker fled as EMTs rushed to the scene to meet the injured conductor. Uptown A and D trains were switched to the local tracks for about the next half hour. The train conductor was taken to Mount Sinai, St. Luke's. Minor facial swelling and a similar incident. A second incident around 2.35 p.m. An unhinged motorist chucked a glass bottle at a bus. And the bottle shattered a bus window, injuring the bus driver and another MTA employee. The bottle-tossing motorist got into a black Ford and fled the scene. 
both injured MTA employees were treated at hospitals, uh, at the hospital with minor lacerations to uh, their noses and ears. Weird. Uh, the pattern of unprovoked attacks of transit workers is reprehensible to the MTA, our employees, and all uh, concerned New Yorkers. That's what they said in a well, statement. Well, what could be pissing the people off? Let's see, the high price, the fucking never on time. I don't know. Yeah, uh, just just the, the uh, on the bus, it's all that fucking stop and go. Uh, you, know, you ever been stuck behind a bus? Uh, I was, took a bus here today. I was like, what am I doing? It's not like they're doing anything to help their case. Mm-hmm. No arrests have been made. If you know anything, 1-800-577-TIPS. You know the number, <laughs> 1-800-577-TIPS. Uh, now, what is this we have? Is this in New York City? Extinction Rebellion protesters. You know about them? Extinction Rebellion? Boy, they're the worst. Yeah. They're like super Antifa uh, bullshit uh, assholes. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> That's the way they're listed. Uh, protesters led by Extinction Rebellion, New York City. Extinction Rebellion, NYC is the group. Gather in Herald Square as part of a strike on Black Friday to demand climate action. Um, I, I, climate I'm, action doesn't offend me as much as when they say climate justice. I'm confused. Are they for the end of the world? Against it? What are they? They're against it. Oh, my God. They're against all the fucking stuff. that we're, they, they, they don't know what the fuck. Let's be honest. Yeah. Climate fuckers are the dumbest people on earth. They 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 believe everything they're told, and they go out there and fucking make a big noise about it. And it, all it is is a foot in the door to have greater control over all of our individual lives. Everybody knows that they want to seize the reins of government, seize the power of government, and and just fucking have the ability to go. You can't build that here. You can't. Uh, you I'm know. guessing they're all white. This is like an all white thing. It's got. Of be. course, you this know? is not a people who of has. Color they thing. got their time to go do this bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Especially on Friday. People are punching the shit out of bus drivers. Yeah. Or they're, <laughs> they got other other stabbing stuff to do. pots or whatever yeah. the fuck they do. <laughs> no time to protest. Yeah, they got you know they're out there making a living. You know, getting their needs met or something. These people, the white people uh, doing this are, and they always say uh, like, oh, this impacts people of color more than yeah. it is. Shut up. You can't bring race into everything, and it doesn't belong in the climate bullshit. By the way, let me ask you guys a favor, okay? Uh, I get so angry at people who who like post a review on iTunes and they they headline it racist. This was so racist. And of course they never say anything specific cuz there's nothing racist in the show. They're trying to they don't like the content of the show or something. They're trying to attract attention to uh, the show by calling it racist so that like I guess Tim Cook can be like, well this is about hate, you know, or some shit. Look, I don't need this in my life. Stop it, you know? If if you're somebody who, like, has a problem with it, just turn it off. Show some fucking... Exactly. Shut it off. ...integrity, you know? Like, you don't want to listen, don't listen. I, you know, I couldn't even make it through one episode. Now, good. I do want to say thank you to the people who have posted good reviews. My gosh, you know, they are there, and, and that, that means a lot. You know, it means a whole lot. It's uh, sick of people, Pat. I'm starting to watch Armageddon and root for the asteroid. I swear, <laughs> just do it. Now you sound like Tom Ryan. That's Ugh. what he always says. An asteroid will come, yeah. and I'll no longer be in debt. Ugh. But the the ratings and reviews now it's still at a four and a half, four and a half average rating. You know, great show when not political. One says, oh, okay, that's from 2017. Now this hey, from, that was from your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, uh, somebody uh, by Steph, I guess, 
Racist, one star from November. I couldn't even finish an entire and episode. It's a, and it's a Jew star at that. Look at <laughs> and then Racist Snowflakes by Metaphysical Ugh. Logic. What a jack-off. If you, if you want a true NYC uh, crime podcast from a racist snowflake perspective, then this is the podcast for you. If you like this show. <laughs> you got to hire a different publicist. That guy's not working no, for you. This is like in 2019, uh, fellas, uh, in 2019, fellas, that old boomer mentality is dead. Look, you can call it a boomer mentality. You know what I call it? Reality is what it is. This is not fake. I don't say anything untrue. I, you know, like boomer mentality. Uh, like that's somebody who I guess is I, I, not down with extinction. Rebellion yeah. or whatever. Fuck you, metaphysical logic, you jerk off. Thank you to uh, a la Cat, however, for the nice review. I absolutely, I absolutely love this pod and Pat. Super funny and very honest look at crime in New York. D- did so I write that you. one like you wanted me to? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're killing me. You're killing That's me. That's good. That's good. You Here it says another one says uh, the the headline. They try to hide their racism with oh, quote Jesus. humor. I couldn't even finish one episode. Not funny. What a waste of time. Now, here's one headline. Reviews are even better. This is a great podcast. I love reading the Crybaby one-star reviews, too. (laughs) My only suggestion is they should have Gavin McInnes on more so those tears for which we thirst can continue to flow in abundance. Thank you very much. That's Thank good. You. A Mexican from Texas says that. Wow. Uh, you know, and this is a Too worldwide. Too bad he's not going to country much longer. This show is all caps, not racist. I love it. Yes. Thank you for the great content, Pat. So was that review helpful? Yes. Was this other one? Yeah, about Gavin. Yes. Was this one helpful? No. Uh, this one, Alicat. Yes. And I'm giving these all my personal uh, approvals and disapprovals. Not helpful, not helpful. Uh, this one was extremely helpful. So thank you for your, uh, thank you so much for your you reviews. You got listeners, so yeah. no matter what they say, they listened. I, yeah, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, everybody, uh, if you do have the time to, to leave a nice review uh, and a five-star rating, rating, that would be appreciated. I, I do uh, enjoy it when one of those, it, and you know, it's funny. There's only like one, there's only like of all the reviews, right? Almost a vast majority of them, almost 500 five star reviews. And there's like a hundred one star reviews. And then there's like 24 four star reviews. Smart ass with the four star review. It's better than the one star, but come on. Just hit the five. Go call the extra. I get it. You're trying to make a distinction. Oh, it's not perfect, you know, because I would have like, just fucking please. <laughs> just do. F- well, who am I to tell you what to do? You are an educated and uh, discerning listener. Obviously, if you enjoy the podcast, then you know you, you're right on. But I it just it, five is better. And there's fourteen freaking. It's five three star views. Nobody's in the middle on it. So I guess maybe it's like that with a lot of shows. I don't know. I hate scrawl. Hate scrawl, Mars Nabe in Queens. I love the headlines. Vile racist graffiti was scribbled along the sidewalk outside of Queens' home Friday. It said, fuck white people. <laughs> fuck white people. Uh, spray painted. Did it really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fuck awesome. White people, in all caps. Spray painted in black capital letters in front of a home on 151st Avenue near 81st Street in Lindenwood neighborhood. 
It's found Thanksgiving morning, for Christ's sake. Right. And if the sentiment wasn't disturbing enough, the words were underlined with red paint. Fuck white people. Yeah, some white person did that to try to, like... You think so? Yeah. Come on. Who says fuck white people? Uh, black people. Yeah. We're uh, now, have you seen the writing around Manhattan that says no more white presidents? I've seen that. Really? Yeah, I've seen it written in numerous places. No shit. No more white presidents. Well, who well, are they going to vote for then? This In this election cycle, you'll probably sit it, sit it out, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, the messages were discovered around 4 a.m., which is odd. Uh, and, uh, yeah, similar message spray-painted on nearby trees. They said, fuck white people. Days earlier, vandals uh, covered a Queens bus with uh, a bus shelter, rather, with anti-Muslim graffiti. So if you see uh, someone with a, it's, oh, wow, someone wrote this on a bus shelter. If you see someone with a turban, chop it off. <laughs> that's, wow. the new, that's the New York slogan now? It's apparently the the slogan of Lindenwood Queens. Uh, yes, chop off, just chop it off. Well, <sighs> that's about all I can handle today, man. I, I yeah. got all worked up over that one thing, and uh, oof. But I appreciate uh, your listening so much. You don't understand how much it's. It's uh, uh, here. You see, there it is, right there. There's the fuck white people underlined in the red paint. I don't know about this. Oh, it's nice. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. It's you know. I mean, W H I. Come on. Fuck white people. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. It's uh, hey, and you know what? Fuck Maybe us, they meant really. that as a good thing. Like, go fuck some white people. You know, it's all how you read it. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. Fuck can be a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. fuck white people for a chip. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of who you're fucking? Fuck white people. Fuck white people. Yeah. I guess. Okay, you know what? Who am I to judge? Yeah. It's just graffiti anyway. I mean, usually you don't see things like this labeled as racist, though, you know? Usually this is the kind of thing that doesn't it doesn't carry, yeah. like, that negative of a, of a word as racist. But uh, that... Because uh, it has white in it. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's a... But uh, there we go. It's, it's considered a, uh, a racist thing. All right, no big deal. Look, uh, thanks for your listening. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your energy. And thanks for your focus. Thanks for your reviews and your ratings. Uh, this is my big Thanksgiving episode, I guess. I hope you had a good one. And uh, Rich, uh, did you have a good one? I did, Pat. Thank you. I did. Yeah. I got to spend time with three different parts of my family. They're all lunatics and raging alcoholics and drug addicts. Hopefully so. not all in the same room. No, we couldn't. We had to do it in three different sittings, but uh, three different places, too. Three different meals? No big deal. Yeah. Right? That's good. Well, I, mine was pretty calm. I, not, not worth going into. Just a lot of driving. Uh, but thanks for being here, Rich. Hey, Pat, I love it. Thanks, love thanks Thank for you. listening to New York City Crime Report. <laughs>